ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Uh, before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. You can email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet to us, sfdiocese, hashtag ignition. Again, SF Diocese, hashtag ignition. Father Dickinson, how are you? Better than my sins deserve. Uh, there we go. Um, <laughs> Father, it's been a while since we recorded an episode mm. together. Yeah. Mm. Summertime. 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 No, no, stop, stop. Oh. We can't pay any royalties here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Our, That'd our, be for an individual artistic performance our, in the middle of a... <laughs> our engineer would uh, would probably cut, edit something. I don't know. Anyway, um, so let's just dive in, have, shall we? Have any of our previous not? ignitions been edited? Sadly, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to the regret of many. Not for the lack of want. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that they shouldn't be edited, it's just that they haven't, haven't been, been edited. Precisely. So... Uh, shouldn't have, let's talk about other things that shouldn't happen. Yes. Um, and, 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 uh, uh, quickly getting a bit, well, quite a bit more serious. Um, so since you and I last, uh, recorded an episode of ignition, um, earlier in July, well, last month in July, uh, a series of videos started being reduced, released, produced and released by an organization called the center for medical progress. Um, these were undercover videos, uh, with, uh, officials, Various levels, various places with Planned Parenthood um, talking, and, and, and what we see in these videos is well, what, what do we what do we find out from CMP's undercover operation? Well, in these uh, videos, what we're seeing is uh, the Center for Medical Progress went undercover, uh, uh, present themselves as a medical research group that wanted to uh, purchase uh, fetal organ tissues. A variety of fetal organ sources, liver, uh, heart, brain, and so on and so forth uh, to use for experiments since they went to Planned Parenthood, who by a certain aspect of their job has a uh, ready supply right. of fetal organ tissue. Yeah, and, and so the obviously multiple level issues here, just at a very uh, superficial, isn't quite the right word, but Certainly, if nothing else, although abortion is legal um, in our country, the selling of of human tissue is, from what I understand, illegal. Um, and that's so the, that, that that's just at that level. There's been issues raised there that you're, it, it's 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 not allowed to to sell fetal tissue, whatever the 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 origin. Um, correct. Okay. Uh, as, far, as far as I understand, I could be corrected on that. that but, but maybe well, our engineer would edit that. Maybe. <laughs> No, okay. <laughs> I know some on, on some audio shows, future the future host pops in, so future Chris or future father would step in at this point and correct our misunderstandings. But we, of course, 
it's not for lack of want, um, but those sorts of things don't happen here in ignition. In ignition. But uh, back to the videos. So the thing I think that was m most troubling for most people, uh, whether staunchly pro-life or maybe um, more in the middle on the question of, of, of abortion and the morality of abortion, just the the cold clinical nature in which the 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 dismantling of human young human beings, human embryos was discussed. We're going to, you know, crush the, the, the lower part, crush the top part so that the, you know, if you're trying to get maybe a, a um, the, the, the liver of, of a young human being a, a, of the, the embryo the child. of the child, um, well, that we, that you can, we can, we can do the abortion procedure in certain ways so that we can basically harvest those organs. Right, and, and doing it, yeah, doing it such a way where you can get a good specimen uh, intact, ready to go. Right, right, and so now, obviously, um, a lot of people were uh, horrified by these videos. Um, of course, there was pushback on the part of Planned Parenthood and some of the defenders. Some people saying that they were edited. Right, which I mean, you can find the whole, uh, the the full raw videos. I mean, they did give you snippets because these are like three hour conversations, right. or three hour long things, but you can get access to the entire three hour long ones or the shorter uh, 10 minutes or less uh, snippets that they release. Right. I think they just actually, the day of our recording this uh, ignition, they just released their fifth, right. uh, fourth or fifth uh, video. Yeah, so said, this is not just a one-time thing. I mean, the, the yeah. Multiple conversations, obviously showing a pattern within the organization. Correct, and I think in some sense, even an escalation of what you're seeing, I think is, uh, I don't want to wager what we're going to find at the end, but I, I some ways uh, it's be interesting to see what we find at the end. Right, right, right. So they have not been, I mean, they, they've edited them to make the shorter versions, but you can see the full, and it's not, the point there is it's not misrepresenting the the employees of Planned Parenthood in any way. Correct, correct. Now, or to guard themselves against that argument. Right, exactly. So uh, obviously this raises all sorts of issues. Father, you and I have discussed um, the, the pro-life uh, issue, the abortion issue in particular, on, on previous episodes of Ignition. But in light of these videos, we thought it'd be worth revisiting. Right. And just kind of in light of our um, overall mission of Ignition, of wanting to help you to explain the Catholic faith and invite others to live it, that when we look at this larger issue, there's a couple of things we could think about. Uh, one would just be the larger issue of uh, human rights. And then secondly, uh, to look at, especially in the defenders of Planned Parenthood in this instance, uh, and a line of reasoning, of moral reasoning that's good to know about and identify so we can see it because it's a bad line of moral right, reasoning. Right, and, and And we won't get real technical, but that'll get into a bit of moral theology there. But for the purpose of doing what you just said, helping to understand how to think right. about these issues and how to talk about them with others. All right, and, and, and everyone does moral theology. We'll talk about that more in a moment, but everyone does it. You just don't know you're doing it. We're exactly. just going to kind of like turn the light on yeah. and uh, let people know what they're doing. Make clear what's hidden. Bring into light what's in the shadows. So the first one, the rights. Um, you know, we, we've probably talked about rights many times out of ignition. Um, rights talk is is a big. Th Americans were very. It's a very American thing. We're very America. attentive to our rights. The rights is that we have and that we possess. Don't you anyway like infringe on my rights? Exactly. It's a very American notion. Exactly. exactly. So and obviously, when it comes to the the question of of abortion, its morality and legality um the question of rights is who, you know who are you to say you know i have rights da, 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 da. um so, so let's talk about that a little bit right so just thinking about in terms of rights the arguments for abortion 
uh, the main part of it is that as a woman has a right to her body, a right to privacy, a right to decide what to do with her own corporal being right. in that way. I think especially with the 14th Amendment. Yep. Yep. Uh, from Roe versus Wade. Uh, but the question that isn't being asked in this and that needs to be asked in this that we need to talk about is, you know, is there a right uh, for the child, right, for the child in utero? And, uh, and how do we explore that and explain that? And this is why, like, uh, it's interesting when we talk about this issue of abortion, you won't hear us use any language of faith or Jesus says. Right. We're talking here about just, I, I bl- I'm against abortion because I believe in science. Right, right. Uh, and I believe in these things that we can naturally know about human rights. And so um, when we talk about this right to life in this way of a child, and there's also this right to privacy, yes, you do have a right to privacy, but that right to privacy ends when it begins to infringe on someone's most basic, most fundamental, most uh, important right to exist. Right. So there are, we, we have, no pun intended there, we have rights but some rights are more important than others, and therefore, when you're talking about competing rights, my mm-hmm. rights in competition with yours, we have to evaluate, well, which is the greater right? Correct. And, th- and that's nothing new in American discussion or, or <clears throat> Christian Catholic discussion about morality. You know, there's the famous case of, can you yell fire in the midst of a crowded right. theater? Well, you know, you have the right to say whatever you want, but when that right begins to infringe on someone else, it causes a dangerous stampede, a panic, or something like that, then your right to freedom uh, then you then you must restrain that right to say whatever you want in order right. to serve that larger common interest. Exactly. And so here, the, the issue is, we would agree, there is a right to privacy. A woman does have the right to her body, but that exactly. does not allow her to, whether she's realizing it or not, does not allow her to undergo a medical procedure which results in the death of her unborn child. Right. And to, to go on with this... Uh, to, get, to, to go on a course where we ignore or do not explore whether or not the child in utero has rights, right. then uh, we're being blind to something that should be one of the most important and most, if you will, liberal uh, activities of our country, which is to identify uh, where there are rights and protect those rights. Exactly. And that, that's, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, in, in a lot of the conversations around this, this um, the pro-life position is sometimes portrayed as being anti-woman. And that's not at all the nature of reality. We're, we're trying to protect the rights of everyone, including the woman. That, yeah. That's yeah. Too far but by the statistics of uh, conception, 51% of all children born are Oh, no, it's 49% of all children conceived would be women, right? Right. Uh, I don't know which it is. Yeah. But anyways, and so I'm, I'm pro-women, pro-women in, in, in the utero, in, in utero as well. But, you know, um, yeah, that is that is kind of a false canard. That you're anti-woman. No, I'm because also this is actually to the true dignity of a woman is to understand, to investigate, to understand, you know, what is the reality that I contain uh, inside me when I'm pregnant. Right. Exactly. Right. That's. And the, the the whole rights, you know, the right to an abortion, a woman's right to control her body is, it, it's also, as you said, it's a false canard. It's, it's a false argument. It's a red herring in another way because we're not getting at what you just said. Well, we need to evaluate, is there, in fact, another human being here who has rights as well? Right. We, we never, in order really to enter, enter into a discussion, that question needs to be addressed. We're not saying that you don't have a right to privacy. What we're saying is there is some other being here who has rights that need to be uh, defended, protected. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, we just, Correct. I, it would be, we, we would never say, you know, if, if, if there's a, 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 a man who's, who's beating his wife, 
you know, to say he shouldn't do that is not being anti-male. Yeah, that's an odd example. Well, why? Well, never mind. <laughs> not like you haven't met odd examples well, before, Father Dickinson. What me? No. I, I, I think a better example, uh, the example that I like the most. Of course you can say it's better. Well, of course, because it is. Um, it's because it's yours. No, it's not mine. I'm stealing it from uh, better and wiser authors and speakers. I think it's actually Peter Kraft who uses this Ooh. example. That uh, if you're a hunter, right, and you're hunting, uh, before you pull the trigger, let's say you're deer hunting, uh, you have to know with absolute certainty that it is a deer and a deer that you can shoot so a doe or whether they have a doe tag or a buck tag, um, but it must be a deer before you pull the trigger. Right. Because once you pull the trigger, you can't unpull the trigger. Right. Um, and so if you hear this rustling in the bushes, you know, you have to investigate and the, the burden rely, uh, is upon you as a hunter um, to make sure that this is a deer and not uh, someone in a tan jogging suit and not a, uh, a, a golden lab. Right, who might appear the same colors as a deer or things like that. So even though you see something that looks like a deer, you have to be sure that it is a deer before you do it. So in the same way, if we're going to remove this baby from a woman's body, which is abortion is removal and death of this baby in a body, before you do that, you have to be sure that it is not actual life. Right, right. And the pro-abortion argument never actually talks about what uh, life actually is and, and where life is actually found. And uh, so that that's the question that really needs to be asked. In, uh, and, and that's what these videos are illuminating, is the humanity of these babies. Right. And, and so this is what you, you said earlier. This is uh, about science. But there's all, there is also a fundamental, I guess, ethical or philosophical position. We say that every human being, every, every member of the, the homo, species Homo sapiens, has an inherent and intrinsic right to life. That they carry within themselves by their humanity. And, and I, we can't discover that through biology or any other side, but that is a philosophical position which we, we uphold. And therefore, the question, then we have to look to the science. Okay, when is this a Homo sapiens? Mm -hmm. When does a Homo sapiens come to begin? Well, and the science is clear. Technically, I mean, it is a science, maybe not in the uh, empirical sense of the word, but it is a science in the sense that it is a uh, field of human knowledge. Sure. This sort of ethical, yeah. philosophical knowledge that there is a right to life for every human being that depends just upon their humanity and upon nothing else. Um, you can't discover that, though. Well, that's going to take us too far afield. That's, yeah, a, that's a position that we take. It's correct. an a priori. It's not something we discover. That's an assertion we make. But it's based on reason, though. We're going to get too far afield. It's not based on empiricism, <laughs> but it's based on reason. Reason is not reduced to empirical evidence. How do we know? Why does every why <laughs> with reason alone does every human being have a right to life? Because they're human. So, yeah. Why does that mean they have a right to life? Because the human species is different from all others. So, this actually ties in next well with our next point. It does a little bit, but I think just before we go on this more. Again, that, that's the power of these videos, and that's why there's people that don't want to watch these videos and don't want these videos to be seen. I, yep. Not just because it puts Planned Parenthood in bad light, but because it reveals the humanity of uh, yeah. uh, aborted babies. Yeah, yeah. My point, but there are there are some, maybe not the average uh, abortion rate supporter, but the more 
philosophically minded who will who will say, yeah, it's a human being, but not every human being is a human person. Right, right. Well, that'd be like a Peter Sanger or something exactly. like that. Correct, yeah, correct. those guys. So, so that's why I was I was pushing on that point that. Well, okay, fine. You're acknowledging then your philosophical principle is not every human being has rights. I disagree. Right. Correct. So that takes us more to more moral theology, though, which is where we're going next. Right. So the other little interesting thing that we can see in this uh, uh, public discussion going, and I hope it continues to go on as these videos are released and in a public way, is... Um, the moral uh, argument being used by many supporters of Planned Parenthood. So one of the lines of argument that you see supporting Planned Parenthood uh, and uh, what's being revealed by these videos is, well, think of the good that comes uh, from the research done on these fetal organ right. tissues. <laughs> Even though we're sitting in the same room, our cues back and forth don't always work. I thought I kind of like went like the whole wind down vocal. Sorry, the tone yeah, of my I, voice. I, I, I thought that was. So a, I'm coming to an end. <laughs> I'm coming to an a, end. I thought that was a dramatic pause. Now I was waiting for with bated breath for what you were going to say next. Instead, you're looking at me like, "Hey, talk." I just served you up. Yes, you did. Uh, so we call that utilitarianism, right? Right. So when you when you look at the outcomes of the action to judge whether or not the action is morally good, that's called utilitarianism. Right. Why do we call it that, Father? Utilitarianism, because we're evaluating, it's not about the nature of the act itself. Correct. It's about its usefulness, its utility. Yes. Um, and so, the, yeah, there's this theory that's been around for decades now. Um, Centuries? Well, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> and I, I say decades because, unfortunately, there have been um, about 50, 60 years ago, certain uh, Catholic moral theologians who right. started advancing um, a th theory of moral utilitarianism, making this point. That's no good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Out the door. Out the door. So, uh, in a particular way, in the early 90s, St. Pope John Paul II wrote an encyclical called Veritatis Splendor, probably his most technical, uh, in a theological sense, most technical um, uh, encyclical of his 25 plus years as, as our Pope, um, really getting into this and some other related moral theories of utilitarianism. And coming back to the thing that we were saying earlier, just a moment ago, that no, fundament, there are certain things that are always right and always wrong. Right, and that an action is right or wrong depending upon the action itself. Right. Not depending upon uh, what the good outcome is. Uh, now, there's a certain like logical appeal to that to outcome-based morality. Yep. Uh, well, well, don't you want to I do don't actually, I don't know if I call it a logical appeal. Uh, no, no. I think there's a certain logic once you get inside it. Like, well, right. that kind of makes sense. Like, once you accept certain, premise, you accept certain premises, well, right. I can kind of see why... But it's it's very I think it's very attractive, especially to juvenile minds. What do you mean by that? Well, you think of the teenager who violates his curfew and defends himself to his mom saying, Well, but mom, but I helped so and so get home. Right, right. And yep. so therefore it was, it was fine, yep. you know. Things worked out okay. I did everything exactly wrong, but things worked out okay right, in yeah, the end. Yeah. So therefore I should do things wrong all the time. Because they'll always work out well. In the exactly. No. <laughs> That's just the way things are for me, because I'm young and I've never really experienced anything bad in my life. 
And so, so just how do we, well, I'll give you my, how do we respond to that? I think one thing we have to point out is, no, but there's certain things that are always, even if there is a good outcome, so right. to speak, right. there are certain things that are always wrong. And therefore, no, well, it might look like it has a good outcome. The reality is I've done harm to myself, at least, if not to somebody else. Correct. I've done harm to myself as the moral agent. <laughs> Uh, by doing the wrong things or done harm to others and that. And also, you can't always predict the outcome. Right. You know, uh, you might hope this is the outcome of an action, but the actual outcome is unknown at the time you do the thing. Exactly. Yeah, and there's, so related to this, there's one called moral proportionalism, which mm-hmm. says you should mm-hmm. do something that results in the most good for the most people. Correct. But not only do you not necessarily know what the outcome is going to be, but okay, so what if I do something that that results in in the good of a hundred people, but does great great evil and harm to one? Correct. Does that is this sort of moral arithmetic mean it's okay? Right, and that and that, and that that's just kind of a, a that's a false line of moral reason that we don't. It's a harder line, or it's an easier line of moral reasoning because it's harder to say. I need to choose the thing that's going to have good for all people involved. Right. Um, that's, that's much more difficult um, to uphold, but uh, but it's 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 a necessary one to to be at and to live in. Yeah. But and that's but going back. So we're raising this moral utilitarianism mm-hmm. because that's what we're seeing Correct. here yeah. in these videos. Well, we're going to do you know think about the good, the, the scientific research right. that can be done with these children's livers and, and so maybe, on. maybe not explicitly in the videos themselves, but in the defense yeah. of yep. the actions being done in these videos. Now, and that's a defense. Also, it's not a defense of abortion. It's a defense of the sale of fetal organ tissue. Correct. Correct. Yep. Yep. And so, and it's wanting to convince you, and they will want to manipulate your emotions in this and. Oh, think of, you know, so-and-so who has Alzheimer's. It wouldn't be great if through fetal organ brain tissue we discover a way to cure Alzheimer's. Or, you know, we already have this advancement, advancement A, B, or C in the field of medicine, which was done on research. I mean, because we know that there are there is research being done today on fetal, fetal organ tissues, donated or sold. Um, and, you know, the question is, you know, are there... No, I mean, if it's donated from a, a miscarried child... Uh, that's legitimate use, mm-hmm. you know, it's not procured through an evil act and that'd be certainly permissible from a Catholic point of view. But still, again, it's a good thing, not because of the outcome, but because of the action itself. Right, exactly. So so that's, again, maybe a, a bit more technical, but, but it's an important thing to keep in mind that there are these false moral theories that are not, as you said, not explicit, but they're implicit within these defenses. And it's also good to think about, it's also good to think about that in terms of your own morality and the way you make your own choices because you see that you're sympathetic to that line of reasoning because you yourself use that line of reasoning in other ways for yourself. Right. You know, yes, I shouldn't have missed Sunday mass, but you know, this or that good thing. I got a good sale on a mattress. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> right. And, and so therefore it's okay in the long run. Exactly. Okay. So, Stepping back out of the the weeds, so to speak, for a little bit, just in the last four and a half minutes or so, Father. Check so, yourself for ticks if you get out of the weeds. We, <laughs> this is a summer episode of Ignition, so yes. Now, if you're listening in the winter, don't worry about it. Probably won't have to worry about weeds either, though. Probably not. What do we do? So Enjoy so, winter when what, there's no, no. weeds? <laughs> oh, what do we do about these oh, videos? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
So what's our response to this issue? Um, how how do we advance the the pro life position that every human being has inherent dignity and that things like the harvesting and selling of of, of young human beings, children's organs ought not be done? Let's think about that. I think we could probably brainstorm just a couple things that listeners could do. You know, I think number one, just to, to defend the truth and chair in truth and charity. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, number two, to reach out to those who have been, who've had abortions or been hurt by abortion. Yep. Right. Uh, what else? We could probably, well, well, I think the larger thing too, I mean, just outreach to, to families with children, mm. single moms, right. those who are in need. That true culture of life yep. mentality. Yep. 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 Um, go ahead. Well, uh, you, you think of something else? well, yeah, I mean, I'm at the college campus, so I obviously think about, um, you know, how are we doing chastity education, uh, on a large scale, uh, and, uh, saving sex for marriage, a place where children are welcomed or should be welcomed. And uh, two, are we person outreach and we noticed, uh, a youth in our parish and our family, first of all, who maybe isn't feeling love and might be tempted to seek emotional connection through premarital sex, which, which would put them at risk of an abortion. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And I think this probably goes back to, to your first point, talk, defending the truth and charity, you know, mm. talking, raising the issue, you mm-hmm. know, and not, you know, I mean, just in a, in a prudent way, but bringing it up, you know, at, at the water cooler conversation at work yeah. or in other polite or the coffee or shop. impolite company, depending on your friends. I right. Don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, we say in polite company, we're not supposed to talk about what is it, uh, uh, sex, money, or religion? Yeah. Uh, or politics? Politics and religion in particular. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I don't know who said that, but I mean, you can talk about that in a polite way and you should talk about that in a yeah. polite way. Yeah. It's kind of a bourgeoisie Ooh. notion of uh, Christianity. It is. Yes. Uh, so, but I think it's important just to raise these, to, to bring it into the light. Right. Right. Because Satan wants them hidden, wants them obscure, wants our reasoning to be confused on it. And when we talk about things, then we have to reason through it ourselves and see whether that reasoning stands muster. You know, and, and when you're putting yourself through mental gymnastics to approve um, uh, abortion in this way or the sale of a fetal, uh, aborted fetal. Uh, organ tissues, then uh, when you talk about it, you're actually kind of exposed. You hear yourself saying it for yourself and you're like, oh, that isn't quite what I, yeah. it's not right. Yep. Yep. And I think it, it also something to keep in mind that's, that's, that's essential. Pray. Oh yeah. I mean, pray for I me. Mean, some people have been praying for 50 years. I know. Persevere. I know this isn't the fruit of your prayer. Exactly. Right. Precisely. Right. This is yeah, a, a, an opportune moment to, to to raise it, to pray for it, mm-hmm. to do the outreach that you mentioned, um, trying to, to raise the issue and keep it in the public's eye. Right. And I think part of that public eye, too, is you know, not to be afraid to be uh, contacting uh, senators and representatives uh, to vote uh, to defund uh, Planned Parenthood. Not that it will stop their abortuary actions. And technically right now, due to the Hyde Amendment, uh, which restricts uh, access to these things, we have to stop doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. So, and, and yeah. So, Contact your representatives. Right. And it's also to support the Hyde Amendment as well, uh, because that's what it's, it's the Hyde Amendment, if you don't know this, listeners, is a, uh, a law on the books that restricts acts uh, that says federal monies can't be used directly for abortions. Right. right. And there is a movement to try and strike the Hyde Amendment out. And so we want to make sure not only to defund uh, Planned Parenthood, but it's possible, but to shore up yep. uh, the uh, the stability of 
uh, the Hyde Amendment. So that's where maybe we, we, we can't put all of our eggs in the political basket, but we have to right. put some of our eggs in right. the political, ba- political basket. Exactly, because this is a political country and it is our avenue to act. Yep. And it's an avenue that morally we're going to be resp- – did you have an opportunity to act morally to defend life in this way? Uh, you'll be judged Ooh. on that by God. Amen. You know? Yep. So uh, Debbie Downer. But, uh, yay! <laughs> And on that happy note, this we will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Um, again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet us at sfdiocese, hashtag Ignition, with any thoughts, questions, or topics for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.